Have you ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Or maybe what they use to keep their skin looking so flawless? Well, even if I don't know these answers, I can tell you something equally as interesting and unicorn-related. Over 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support so you can grow beyond your wildest dreams, boosting leads and ramping sales along the way. They even have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. Plus, with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save up to 90% off your first year. I'll admit it does sound a little too good to be true. But unlike that majestic and also incredibly fictitious unicorn, HubSpot for Startups is all real. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot and take your growth to new heights, visit HubSpot.com startups. Howdy, folks. It is Thursday, July 7th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet Benarila, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Later in today's episode, I've been having a ton of trouble finding quarters to use at the laundromat, and apparently I'm far from the only one, but the problem isn't so much that there aren't enough quarters out there, it's that they're not circulating officially, and Juliet spoke with the U.S. Mint to find out why that is, and she's going to break it down for us. But before we get to that, I'm going to run through the latest in business and tech news. Let's get crack lacking. All right, first things first, electric pickup and SUV maker Rivian said it produced 4,401 vehicles in the second quarter, beating expectations and up 72% from their Q1 production numbers. They've got a goal of producing 25,000 cars this year, and it seems they are on track to do that. The stock is down around 75% from its all-time high as the company's battled shortages and production snafus. But it jumped over 10% yesterday, so I guess you could say they are charged up. All right, next up, Amazon agreed to options for a 2% stake in Grubhub with the possibility of expanding that to 15% in the future. The company will offer Prime members a free one-year subscription to the service. Analysts see a future where Amazon goes so far as to buy Grubhub's operations entirely, which would be a super powerful vertical integration play between the delivery platform and Whole Foods. But the market seems to think that too. DoorDash and Uber stock both fell on the news. Moving along, Apple on Wednesday announced a new feature for iPhones called Lockdown Mode, intended to protect high-profile users like politicians and activists against hackers. Lockdown Mode turns off several features and access points on the iPhone to reduce the potential of a hack, and Apple will pay up to $2 million to researchers who find a security flaw in Lockdown Mode. And last but not least, to our Japanese listeners, today's a big day in Japan because a law goes live there today with the purpose of slowing down cyberbullying that makes online insults a punishable offense with consequences that include fines of over $2,000 and up to a year in jail. The law will be re-examined in three years to see how it's impacted freedom of expression. But I don't know. Do you think this will negatively impact the quality of memes coming out of Japan? I think so. Mm, yeah, I think people will just find a way to get around it the way they already do by using asterisks to obfuscate what they're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I think they'll just do that. Yeah, this is going to be a very hard thing to track. Maybe they can use like a Tor browser or VPN or something and then just be mean to people on 4chan and Reddit. Yeah, yeah. All right. And with that, let's discuss where the heck all of America's coins have gone. I have gone to the local Chase Bank here multiple times over the last couple of weeks. 
And every time they tell me the same thing, they haven't had quarters for three months. So Juliet, can you please explain to us why that is the case? So basically, our coins are just sitting in people's houses is the problem. According to the U.S. Mint, new coins typically account for only 20 percent of the coins in circulation in any given year. And so it's not a problem. You can just make more coins, essentially. Mm. So in 2021, the Mint produced about 14.5 billion coins. And this year, they're on pace to produce another 13 billion. And that's great except it doesn't solve the circulation problem. And that is something that dates back actually as far as 2019. That's when coin circulation was kind of on the decline because people were making cash transactions less often. Sure. As you know, they started shopping online, paying with a card, paying with apps. And then that problem is exacerbated in 2020 because health officials were telling everyone that you should try to have as little contact with other people as possible. (laughs) So that meant not using cash And a lot of people were, again, shopping online, paying in advance with an app, et cetera. So at some point in 2020, they formed the U.S. Coin Task Force. And that was specifically to address the fact that that there are no coins on the streets. That's a great name for a task force. Exactly. (laughs) And as of May 2021, they had said that much of the $48.5 billion in coins already in circulation is just sitting in people's houses. And this is hard on people who rely on cash transactions, you know, people who don't have traditional banking accounts, people who don't have smartphones, and businesses that rely on coins, laundry, vending machines, parking meters, and Mm. the people who are beholden to them, essentially. And you are not alone. You live in the Boston area. That area is apparently very specifically hard hit by the coin sorted. Oh, really? I read several articles about people in Boston who one guy went to several Bank of America branches and had no luck finding quarters. Another woman had to go to a 24-hour arcade because she had jury duty in the morning. And she's like, I need clothes. (laughs) But essentially, there's really only one thing we can do, and that is really to be the change we wish to see in the world. Yes. The U.S. Coin Task Force says you can use exact change when making a purchase. You can take your big change jar that's not doing anything, and you can exchange it at a bank or at a kiosk. And as they like to say... Get coin moving. That is their mantra. Get coin moving. (laughs) Get coin moving. Nice. Another thing that you could potentially do, and this is going to depend on your landlords out there, is you could try to convince your landlord that uh, coin-operated laundry machines are archaic. And if they won't let you clean your clothes for free, they could switch to an app. I have one in my apartment building. It's called PayRange. It's great. My last apartment building switched over to it after I'd lived there for a few years and not having to go to the bank and get quarters to do laundry is, yeah, it is truly a privilege, I must say. Yeah, I mean, it is crazy. I went to the laundromat today mm-hmm. and they're doing some renovations there. So right now the washing machines there accept card, okay, which is good. But the dryers they have installed don't yet accept card and the quarter machine there is out of quarters. So anyone who's going there without quarters is either just going to have wet clothes they're going to have to air dry or, you know, go find quarters at the Chase Bank down the street, which hasn't had any quarters for three months. So (laughs) it is a big problem here. Right. And it is funny. I do think there are, you don't really think about that when you, when you keep a, like just a fishbowl of, Mm -hmm. you know, your loose change that you want to save up in your house, that could actually have a real butterfly effect through the U.S. economy when enough people are doing it, as we've seen here. Enough people are just not using their coins, you know, storing them, not interested in, in mm-hmm. getting coins, and it's causing problems for people like me. 
I feel like I used to have a lot of change when I worked in restaurants and bars. I always had change. And then every like, I don't know, it was six months, I would go to Meyer, which is the uh, the jewel of the Midwest, the 24-hour Meyer department store. And you could always exchange your quarters and then you'd get like, I don't know, a, a slip of paper that was like, oh, 60 bucks. That was great. Mm. And then, you know, you'd, you'd get coins because you had all these incidental purchases like, oh, I'm going to stop and get a coffee. Right. I feel like that all just stopped. And now everyone at Starbucks pays with their phone. Right. And I've actually on TikTok, I've seen all these videos now of people basically showing how you can hack these washers and dryers that you typically find in buildings. I've seen that. Yeah. And I haven't actually tried it because I'm not sure if it's extraordinarily ethical. But I might have to try it. I would assume that it is perhaps illegal. Right. Perhaps. Perhaps. But I mean, is it ethical to charge people rent and then make them pay extra to wash their clothes? Like, just include it in the rent. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my God. Crazy problem. Well, now you know, folks. And bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. If you like what you heard, we've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter, which you can sign up for at thehustle.co. Have a wonderful Thursday, and we'll see you tomorrow.